once a, once a person signs onto your list, you can set up an automation to send out your contact card with your profile photo, your website, your your name. So that way on, like when, a, when someone gets your message, it'll say like, oh, this is coming from Yeti. G'day, I'm Lockie and welcome to D2C Slingshot, a podcast where we interview brand founders and industry experts to help you out on your own journey. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. G'day everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today I'm joined by Nikita, the owner of Aspect. Do you just want to give yourself a little quick interruption, what you do, who you work for, and yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, Lackey. Um, my name is Nikita. I'm the CEO and founder of Aspect. We are a pure email and SMS uh, agency, and we only work with direct-to-consumer brands. And I'm really excited to hop on and spill some SMS sauce. Yeah, so that's what I really wanted to speak to you about today is SMS. I think it's a uh, criminally underrated uh, aspect to advertising by e-commerce brands at the moment. Like most people are doing email, uh, most a rough job of it and not going fully deep into the strategies, but SMS less so. Uh, so just want to give us a quick down how that fit, quick rundown into how that fits into an e-commerce strategy. Yeah, of course. And rightfully said, you know, a lot of brands are doing email. Some of them are doing it correctly. Most of them are doing it incorrectly. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw the shade out there, but <laughs> compared to all the accounts that we audit, you know, it's not looking good. And the same thing could be said for SMS. Uh, for S like a lot of people think of SMS marketing as just a shorter version of an email. While technically correct, it's it's like the same retention channel or it's bucketed into a retention channel. But yeah. when you're looking at it and you're looking at the psychology of SMS, there's a lot more to it than that. You know, it's a very personal way to contact your subscribers and you're literally in, in someone's phone. And when you think about it, your phone is the like the most personal thing that you have on you at all times. You, you know, leave someone... Um, Next time you leave to go somewhere, leave your phone at home and then you'll feel like you have like your pants down basically because it's like, yeah. you know, you need that thing. And the way you got to think about it, when you hit your customers up, you're hitting them in the most personal way. So that's where brands really fail to adapt their strategies to that personal touch. And that's where we try to, uh, you know, specialize in when we're working with our clients. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I definitely get that feeling. As soon as I jump in the car, before I even leave the gate, I'm like, fuck, where's my phone? <laughs> so yep. I'm always looking for it. So yeah, that and with uh, SMS as well, pretty much the only people who text me are like my mom, my grandma, uh, and people who are really important to me. Other than that, it's like a Telstra telling me I need to um, <laughs> resubscribe yep. and to get the data roaming and stuff like that. That's it. Uh, so yeah, if you can get a SMS subscriber, I think the open rates like 90% or higher. Is that true? Yeah, no, open rates are insane on SMS because, you know, when people check their messages, they're going to open it, or at least they're going to see it. You're going to get that impression, uh, whether or not they're going to click on it and respond to it, or maybe even buy, that's a whole different story. That's, that's where we dive into, you know, the actual messaging structure of an SMS message versus you know, what's, what's going to be seen, but yeah, the open rates are insane on SMS. And that's why a lot of brands are hopping onto that trend of utilizing it as a channel. But like I said, most brands don't know how to utilize it in a more personal way, or at least in a way that 
actually generates revenue and gives them an, enough of a return on investment to, you know, invest in. Yeah, for sure. So you just spoke about the personal touch aspect a couple of times. How do you actually get that across? Because when I, whenever I get SMS from brands, it's usually just around a sale period. It's like, here you go, here's 50% off, go buy my stuff. Yeah, that's a good call because that, that again, that's where a lot of brands misuse it and just utilizing it for sales. And that's where you kind of can stand out and you can utilize SMS not only for sales because you know, think about it, you have history in every single message that you get. So when you look at that number that sends you a message, you see that, oh, it's a sale, a sale, a sale, a sale, a sale. <laughs> yeah. So one way that you can easily stand out is by mixing and matching the actual messages that you send out. So it doesn't have to be a sale. It could be, hey, uh, hey, Lackey, we, we published a new blog post about, you know, how to better your sleep with our gummies, you know, check it out here. And it doesn't yeah. have to be uh, it doesn't have to be a sale. It can also be educational. And we also, you know, do this on the email side as well. But to, just to keep it short on the SMS side, you can just have a brief bio about what you're writing and then just having a call to action link in there. It doesn't have to be a sale at all times. Uh, another different way that you can personalize it is literally use someone's name. A lot of brands don't use that. It's a very easy one to use, you know, as long as you have their name, uh, or I would hope you have their name recorded, you know, in your pop-ups or however you capture your leads, uh, yeah. utilize that first name tag. It's going to get you more opens. It's going to get you more responses because people love to hear their own name. They love to see their own name. So they're going to respond to that. Yeah. And with like, you do that in email, obviously, as well. And you can add a lot more design elements to an email where text is just plain and boring. Do you just send like images and GIFs in there as well? Or Yeah, good question. So we try to utilize as much visuals as possible in our SMS messages. Yeah, there are a few transactional SMS messages that don't really require an image. Like for example, if it's like a reminder about someone abandoning, abandoning their cart, you know, we would hit them with an email. And then if they haven't responded to that, we'll follow up with SMS because you know, yeah. the one two combo is going to be more effective than just email. So with that, we you don't really need an image. But when it comes to educational or promotional, uh, you'd want to have some sort of image or GIF attached with your message because when you get uh, just a plain boring text, it's a plain boring text. Most yeah. of us, excuse me, most of us communicate in a very visual way. You know, let's say for example, with you and your friends, most of the time they're sending you like a screenshot or a meme or some funny yeah. video. You know, that's how we interact and we're very visual people. So you'd want to include some sort of visual in there, whether it's, it could be as simple as your product with a call to action or with a headline and the coupon code that you're using or the blog post and the benefits of that blog yeah. post. You know, something as simple as that could stand out significantly versus just sending a wall of text. Yeah, I hate reading text. <laughs> so as soon as I see like more than three lines, I'm out, I'm not reading it. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that into chat GPT to summarize for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously you just brought ChatGPT up. So how are you utilizing that through your marketing at the moment? Like are you just pretty much copy pasting an email that you wrote and be like ChatGPT, hey, turn this into a text message as well. And that's where you're finishing it or what are those extra steps that you're going to? So we are utilizing a lot of AI in our agency just for fulfillment sake, as well as other things like um, content creation, 
and um, outreach. But when it comes down to the actual fulfillment, we utilize it. it we actually have an internal a tool that we custom developed. I have a friend from high school that ended up working together with, with our agency to help develop this internal tool that uses the OpenAI API to um, to help us like pre-prompt emails uh, without seeing the entire prompt ahead of time. It's very complicated to explain without showing you, but basically, you know how you'd have prompt engineering, like you'd have like a paragraph and then you know you have a little blurb come out and it's like, okay, do this action. Basically yeah. that entire big prompt is on the back end, so you don't see it. So okay. this tool, yeah, cool. we can basically input all of the brand information, all of their customer avatar information, what keywords to use, what keywords to not use, as well as previous emails, email examples, previous SMS examples to spit out very, very accurate, pretty much on-brand copy without doing any of the copywriting ourselves. Uh, all yeah. we have to do is just you know feed it really good inputs and we'll get really, really good outputs. So that's where we're utilizing AI in a lot of our copywriting processes, not so much on the design side, but then again, we do have one of our employees testing out uh, the generative AI, um, what is it called? It's like the beta Journey. program in Photoshop, not Midjourney, but uh, Photoshop yeah. just came out with like, you know, yeah. you, you highlight this area, put in a prompt and it'll automatically fill in for you. So um, I guess that's the, those are the two main ways, but to, a to answer your main question of utilizing it of, you know, here's an email, shorten it. We have done that. It's worked out well, but it's not quite there. We still need a human touch and to actually get it from 90% all the way up to 100% and be able to send it out for client approval. Yeah, for sure. One of the human elements that ChatGPT is missing is humor. Do you use a lot of humor in your SMS? Because like, like you said before, like when I'm communicating with my friends, all we're doing is sending each other memes and roasting each other. So are you using that human element, like the uh, funny element in your messaging as well through text? Yeah, I mean, that's one way to just get a really good response from people. Uh, a lot, some of our clients are very... It w it's not really humorous. It's more like cheeky, you know? Yeah. I can't really come up with an example right now off the top of my head. You caught me at a, in a very hungry moment. <laughs> but um, we do utilize humor. Uh, I wouldn't say we use ChatGPT for that. We've tried the, you know, make it funny prompt or make it funnier or oh, make yeah, it more it's casual. Atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best. Um, so we still utilize our copywriters to create funny, like funny-ish or cheeky type messages. And they work really, really well because, you know, sometimes you get customers to reply like, this is hilarious. I had to forward this to my dad, you know, or this is too yeah. funny. I had to buy this product. Yeah, for sure. And it's like those brands that just reply to uh, customer hate in the comments on say Facebook ads. And yeah. then they just screenshot that and then run that as an ad. And that's hilarious. And it gets so much more engagement than your typical ad as well. Yeah, Liquid Death is like the king of doing that. They would just screenshot bad comments and they'd be like, Susan thought that our water was just water. Susan's right. It is just water <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. 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 It's pretty hilarious, isn't it? So with um, obviously to send text out to a user's phone, you obviously have to get them to opt in first. And from my knowledge, SMS is a bit stricter than email. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So they're pretty much with every single opt-in that we have for all of our clients, there's a fat yeah. paragraph below the enter your phone number. 
yeah. section because it outlines like, hey, you know, these are the compliance rules. If you want to uh, opt out, please opt out. And we actually respect a lot of our subscribers' privacy. So if they do want to opt out, we're not going to bother them. They're immediately deleted from our list because, you know, what's the point of sending messages and wasting those SMS credits for someone that's yeah. not even going to bother opening or trying to do anything with your brand? Yeah, for sure. And like, what strategies have you used to get SMS opt-ins? Like, are you just attaching that to the email sign up or how are you going about getting those um, opt-ins? So there's a lot of different strategies. Excuse me. There's a lot of different strategies that we utilize internally. Uh, so yep. the, the, the first one that you literally just mentioned is we have a, a two-step pop-up. So first one gathers the email. And then once they put in their email, we're like, hey, we also do SMS messages or we also do text. And that way we get a phone number. There's also different ways that we do it. Um, there's another way of literally just running an ad that says text this number for uh, text this number, you know, I don't know, pen, for example, and get this free pen offer uh, and run that as an ad or just like a view through ad only. So that's one way to generate SMS subscribers. A different way that we also use is you doing product launches. So for example, like if we're doing a product launch or if we're doing some sort of sale, uh, like for, for example, 4th of July is coming up here in the US and that's a pretty big uh, celebration, but also it's a really good period for sales for a lot of the e-com brands. And yeah. one way that we hype up that specific sales before we launch the sale, we ask people like, hey, if you want to be a part of this, <clears throat> it's like we're going to sell out. You want to be a part of this before we sell out, join our SMS list because you will know about everything first there. And then we have like the call to action of the email that we send out goes to like a landing page for them to sign up for SMS or it just goes to like a pop-up page to sign up for their SMS number. So I guess those are like the three big strategies that we use to get SMS numbers. Yeah, cool. And is there like a typical software that you use for SMS? Like Klaviyo is obviously for email is like, can you send SMS through Klaviyo or are you using a different software or how does that work? Yeah, so... Every client's different. Every client has a different tech stack. That's just the nature of being an agency. You kind of have to adapt to yeah. what agencies are using. So it's pretty much a mixed bag. Some of our clients have Klaviyo as just their email and they have Klaviyo SMS. So that makes it very easy okay. for us to track customer data and be able to personalize a lot of uh, the SMS messages that we send out. But some of mm -hmm. them are on Klaviyo and they have a tent tip or some of them are on Klaviyo and they use PostScript. So it's such a mixed bag of, um, it's a mixed bag of the different softwares that you have. For us personally, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Attentive and PostScript are great. So is Klaviyo. So we don't really have any preference or bias on any. Okay, yeah, that uh, makes sense. But in an ideal world, what would you prefer? Like, which one do you believe is the best one? I Attentive has got a lot more like tools uh behind like behind what they have on sms like they're way ahead of uh clavio's time on like the campaign calendar um so we love that feature but now clavio has that so they, they're kind of caught up they had the contact card now clavio is caught up they used to be able to do gifts just on attentive and, and all the visuals clavio's caught up so there really isn't any i'd say attentive is like the best one if you were to just do sms but at this point, Klaviyo is caught up with a lot of the products that they've been releasing over the last pretty much year to year and a half that um, you could just run everything through Klaviyo. 
Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's all there's so many different apps and different tech stacks. It's like impossible to keep up. So you usually just go the one with the best marketing or the one that pops up on top of the Google searches and that's it. Yeah, the only reason why I recommend Klaviyo uh, to do both email and SMS, it may be a little bit more expensive to do SMS than maybe PostScript or Attentive. But yeah, for me, the benefit of having all the customer data in one spot is just, it's too good because then you can have one flow that has all the information about your abandoned cart emails and then an SMS that easily integrates instead of having like a back and forth of like, you know, maybe a customer signed on 30 minutes ago and you have to send out an email, but you also have to figure out how to time that with, you know, attentive on SMS. So it gets very convoluted in that regard. And some things may get lost in translation. Like if a customer purchases, you don't know, you may not know that until you've already sent out an SMS and, you know, you're kind of just blankly sending that out without getting data back from the store. Yeah, for sure. And do you just want to touch on some of the typical flows that you run via SMS? Is it very similar to email or is there some differences there? I don't think there's any specific flows that we send out via email. The, I guess the only the only flow that we have done uh, for specifically SMS is yeah. if someone opts in with the like text this number to get this offer type because then okay. we can just keep following up with them on SMS. And that's kind of like a shortened welcome flow. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, the SMS uh, tactics that we use in uh, in our retention strategies are mainly just piggybacking off of email. Um, and okay. we just insert them into our email flows. So they're basically integrated. Yeah. yeah. And you're picking off, piggybacking off email because Typically, e-commerce brands would have more email subscribers than SMS. I would say it, it depends on the brand, but yeah, for the most part, it's they already have more email subscribers. Plus, we're able to convey a lot more information through email and use yeah. SMS more so as a follow-up in a different channel rather than the main selling point. Um, because the main reason I say that is because a lot of the brands that we work with, they have an AOV of above 100 to $150. And yeah. when you get to that point, it's a lot harder to sell on SMS, um, or at least that's what we've noticed with these sorts sorts of brands. So that's where SMS is just a really good follow up channel rather than a main selling channel. And brands below that AOV, we see a lot more success with just utilizing SMS by itself rather than with yeah. email. Yeah, more of those impulse purchases. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you just touched on you can't convey a lot of value through SMS and it's mainly just a touchpoint channel. Like, is there a character limit that you have to abide to? Like, say on like Twitter, if you're posting to Twitter? Yeah, pretty much. So glad, glad that you brought that up because this is something that a lot of brands don't talk about or a lot of agencies don't talk about. There is usually like 150 to 180 character limit depending on yeah. which um, tool you use. So typically you'd want to have your message. You'd have You'd want to have your intro your meat and potatoes and your call to action all fit within that 150 to 180 character limit yeah now the first 50 to 70 characters are the most important because that's what you see in your text preview and your notification yeah. drop down so that is basically your subject line for your sms messages so you kind of want to optimize to have all the per all your personal information so like your your name in that first 70, 50 to 70 characters, you'd want to have your uh, the information about why you're texting them. Yeah. Um, 
And if you don't have, or if the customer doesn't have you added as a contact, you'd want to have your contact information in there. Not like the full length of like your website, your name, et cetera, but like your name, at least like your brand name. So yeah. usually a name, like usually that intro would be structured as like company name, you know, Blackie, we have this sale going on, or did you see this? And it's like an eyes emoji, you know, that would get someone to open, of course, because it's like yeah. a very personal way to interact with someone. And then you line break into the actual meat and potatoes of the message, which is like why you reached out. And then you have a call to action at the bottom. Yeah, there's definitely um, a balance between sending like really clickbaity stuff versus like just trying to grab someone's attention. Like I received a Twitter DM, I think it was yesterday. It's just like, hey, I hacked your Google account. And Dude, you and every other attention. agency owner. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I saw it around. I was like, oh, that's stupid. And then I opened up my message request for some stupid reason and I saw it right at the top of it. I was like three of them. I was like, hey, your Google account's being hacked. I was like, piss off. Yeah, I had that. I pretty much spent like the entire like 30 minutes yesterday in the morning just clearing out my like the request inbox, just like blocking, deleting, blocking, deleting, blocking, deleting. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But um, what are some other common mistakes you see e-commerce brands making with SMS? I'd say they overcomplicate it. You know, they're thinking of like, a, they're thinking of it as an, a full-on email retention channel where it should be more so like uh, just a simple way to communicate with, with, with people. You know, it doesn't have to sound corporate-y. Just talk like you're talking to someone else. Talk like I'm talking to you. You know, yeah. you know we're, we're fun. We're having fun. We're talking shit. You know, we're chatting. We're learning. So utilize SMS as just another channel to do that rather than, you know, like, uh, John, our sale is on right now. Click here to buy. You know, that's just, yeah. that's so rugged and very mechanical. So, yeah, just be more, I guess, it's very hard to say, like, hey, be creative to a person that doesn't know how to be creative. So it's <laughs> yeah. just, like, try to... You know what? If you want, subscribe to a bunch of SMS lists and see what they send, mm -hmm. you know, and try to gather as much information as possible. And if you, you basically, how, how would I put this? You'll know which ones are doing the best based off of which ones you open the most. And yeah. then you can base your messages off of that. That's the only thing I can recommend to brands that, you know, aren't working with a dedicated SMS agency is that, you know, sign on to other people's lists and learn from them. Yeah, for sure. So with uh, Facebook ads, we obviously have foreplay and we can save ad creatives and we can yeah. go there for inspiration. Does SMS have anything similar to that or is it more just screenshotting some brands when you get that text? It's most, I don't think there hasn't, there's really good emails, which is for on the email side, but I don't think, I am so sorry. My <laughs> camera went out. I'm gonna, re, I'm gonna run that back. <clears throat> So there is a tool for that on the email side, really good emails, but I've yet to come across something on the SMS side purely because yeah. it's just harder to track because you don't really have that on your desktop. You can't, it's not as easily screenshotable. So yeah. for the, for now, for the most part, it's mostly just screenshotting. Um, like for example, we have a, a Slack channel in our agency called really good emails or not really good emails. Um, maybe like inspiration. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And anytime I get an email in my personal inbox or, I get an SMS message in my personal inbox. I screenshot it and immediately send it there. So that way our team is up to date with like 
really cool designs or really interesting ways to engage with customers or specific offers that we might utilize for our own clients. Yeah, for sure. And is you want to name drop a couple of brands that are doing really well? Um, I mean, honestly, Dr. Squatch is really, really good. Like you can't, like they do a really good job with, I mean, I have like a bunch of their soap in my bathroom. <laughs> That's a good sign, <laughs> yeah. but they do a really good job with entertaining, um, entertaining, but also, you know, they're trying to push you forward for a sale. Uh, Dude Wipes is really good with cheeky, like based emails of, around like taking a dump. Like, I don't know what else, to, like yeah. they're wipes for your ass. So like, I don't know how else you <laughs> can't make that funny. Uh, what else is there? I mean, Liquid Death is always a good example, but there hasn't been any small brands that have been like, that I've noticed that, you know, do SMS really well. It's mostly like these bigger brands that have it locked down really well. Yeah, cool. So you would say there's a bit of a gap in the market for those smaller e-commerce brands, um, maybe like a, somebody operating out of their garage or whatever. And if they can yeah. get it a hold of SMS, there's definitely a gap there because when I get SMS, it's definitely from those bigger brands. And I'm like, oh, I, I know who you are. I know what you offer. Like, I'm not going to click through. Like, like that's just what it is. Like, I don't need anything from you right now. Whereas I feel like if I'm shopping for a smaller brand and then they throw like a blog post at me or a sale at me, then I'm, I'm more likely to click on that, I feel. Yeah, I think it's just those the those brands that are kind of running a skeleton crew they're already very tight on resources and resources being like people resources you know they got mm -hmm. orders to fulfill they got products to innovate on they gotta run all the marketing you know there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes where they may not be able to focus fully on the marketing channels or at least know be on the bleeding edge you know so, yeah. I mean, you, you do have like the obvies of the world where like they're building in public and they're able to get feedback immediately. But for the most part, you can't like those brand owners that are doing like, I don't know, maybe like sub 50K a month or maybe 100K or sub 100K a month and they don't have an agency that they work with. It gets a, very difficult to keep up with those latest trends. And, you know, all they have time is to just quickly write up this text message to send out based off their sale. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how do you slot into the picture? What are the type of brands that you work with or your ideal client? And how do you move them from point A to point B? Yeah, great question. So we typically work with D2C brands and e-com brands only. And they are anywhere between, like I'd say, like 80 to 150K a month in revenue. Um, there have been bigger brands that we work with. Um, it's just that sometimes they have an in-house team and it kind of gets a little conflicting. Uh, yeah. to work with in-house teams as you've experienced maybe um, it's just like okay who's responsible for what and then scope of work grows and whatever but typically we work with those brands and initially we just have a, like a, a very chill call to begin with just like an intro call you know getting to see if their brand is actually in need of email and sms sometimes they're already doing so well we're just like you, you don't need our help you, you guys are crushing it yeah. on your own maybe like tweak these few things, but that's pretty much it. So yeah. we, we figure out if we're a good fit, we'll then move on to a more thorough audit of their brand. Um, typically just like the same thing as you do with like paid ads, you would just see what's going on on the, um, on the back end of the account. Yeah. Then uh, we go ahead and pitch them like, Hey, look, we think this is going to be the best course of action. Like, for example, like we would need to revisit 
and redo all of your welcome series. And we would also need to redo all your abandoned carts and then we can focus on your campaigns. So it depends on, like we have a general strategy that we use for all of our clients, but yeah. the thing is that general strategy is changed pretty much every single time we bring on a new client because every single client has different needs. So yeah. we, once we onboard them, it usually takes us, I don't know, like two hours to onboard a client. And then after that, we hit the ground running and start designing emails. Like we just onboarded a client yesterday and we're going to have emails ready for them to launch by this Friday. So we, we, yeah. we do shit quickly here. Yeah, I, I'm the same with Facebook. As soon as you get that onboarding call out of the way and you grab all the access and the assets yep. that you need, you sort of just <laughs> smash it out and try to go above and beyond because I, I think most e-commerce brands are like, oh, I've got to do this onboarding. It's going to take a few weeks, a few months to get rolling. And like, yep. nah, I, like I've been doing this for four years now. I can set ads up in an hour if you just give me everything I need and I can just go back and then it can be done. Yeah, if so, anything, the longest, the biggest thing that's a bottleneck in our process is just clients reviewing things. You know, we send them out an email or we send them out like a batch of emails to review like, hey, we need these reviewed by X day. So that way we can launch them out by that day. And yeah. they would wait till like the last second to like review it. So that it just throws off our cadence in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Clients, um, yeah, I obviously love the clients, but sometimes you guys need to reply a bit faster. <laughs> No hate, just love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We're just trying to do the best job we can. So um, I know with email, there's like a number that gets floated around to say, hey, you should be hitting 30% of your revenue from email marketing. Uh, is there something like that for SMS? Like, is there a goal that you try to push towards hitting or? We try to do anywhere between an extra 10 to 15% from SMS, if possible. 10%, yeah. uh, you know, we're doing really, really well. Uh, but you know, 15% is just like really good. And it's very rare to see a, well, maybe, maybe we're not doing a good job at SMS if, if we're only getting 15%, but for the clients that we have, like 15% for us is like really, really good. Um, as well, as well, like the prices that we charge for SMS is comparatively to email is just a lot less because there's obviously yeah. a lot less effort involved, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, there's still like strategy that's, that's in play there. Yeah, for sure. And then with SMS, you said adding between 10 to 15%. If you're also running email, that's 30%. And then it's almost at 50% of revenue. Like how does attribution come into that picture? Because with paid ads, it's a pain in my ass for sure. Yep. Like how does attribution work for SMS and overlap with email? So here's something that'll sort of mess with your brain a little bit. Do you know, do you remember when Clavio or just these brands like started launching uh, the ability to send out contact cards? No, uh, I'm not totally not... familiar with Clavio. Yeah. Okay. So just in general, like with any SMS software at this point, once a, once a person signs onto your list, you can set up an automation to send out your contact card with your profile photo, your website, your, your name. So that way on like when, a, when someone gets your message, it'll say like, Oh, this is coming from Yeti. And it has like the Yeti logo in the profile photo with the Yeti name. So yeah. it's a lot less, that's another way to personalize it. And it's a lot less like, who's this random number texting me? So the reason why a lot of brands, uh, SMS brands have done this is to mess with the attribution because once you have them as a contact, 
they can now do view through attribution rather than just click through. Uh, right. So it messes up with you doing like paid ads or paid ads attribution uh, as well. So for us, we typically sign on clients and we set them up with click through attribution for everything that we send out just to make it easier. There is yeah. some view through attribution, as you know, just with Facebook ads, there is view through attribution, but it's not the most concrete way of tracking. Uh, and we also like to use triple whale for our clients that do have it. We're not pushing them onto triple whale because it's not as important for email as it is for paid yeah. ads. But if they have it with, or if they have Hyros or Northbeam or whatever attribution tool they have, we try to work with them there um, and make sure that all the links that we do include in the call to actions go through the third party tracking tools. Yeah. So you got like UTMs attached to those links and stuff like that. Of course. You got to at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Okay. Yeah. That makes a bit of sense. So you still see a little bit of overlap, but that's just because um, Facebook, there's obviously view attribution there um, unless you take it off. But from my point of view, face for Facebook ads anyway, like you're just trying to give Facebook the most data you possibly can to optimize your ads. Uh, that's what we're seeing at the moment. And that's what Facebook recommends. So that's what we're using. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons why we don't, Typically, we actually don't charge clients on percentage of revenue. We charge them on a flat retainer yeah. because it's very, it's a lot harder to track email revenue. Uh, well, obviously you have click through, but also there's so many people that I, there's been so many times that I bought something purely because I saw an email and I just went straight to their website because that's yeah. just me. I don't, maybe I'm messing up with their, their agency and their agency's <laughs> revenue cut. But yeah. for me personally, I I, I just think it's it's more fair that way. And yeah, you bring value to the table of email and SMS, but that's also why we charge a premium because, you know, we do bring that value to the table, but I don't think it's as much as like being able to take 10% cut or like a 20% cut because I think that's just a little outrageous. Yeah, I used to do it with Facebook ads about probably like a year and a half, two years ago uh, when attribution was a lot clearer. Uh, right. But uh, I actually lost clients through doing that because like first month invoice, couple of K next month invoice, eight K. And they're like, what the fuck? I'm yep. like, I just made you 80 K. Like we agreed on 10%. You were happy to take that risk at the start. Cause you couldn't think I could do the good job. Now I've done the good job and now you don't want to pay me. <laughs> I'm like, yep. what? Uh, so yeah, we've moved away from that and flat fees. It's just a lot less hassle as well. You don't have clients going, Hey, this sale will come from here. Like why are you guys charging for that? It just gets messy and such a headache. Yeah. I'd rather not get caught up in the bureaucracy and I'd rather just move fast and not worry about it. Cause that's another thing yeah. is like hunting down invoices. Like I don't like doing that. You know, who, yeah. do, who likes doing that? I'd rather just be, you know, doing the work, like managing, doing the sales calls, putting out content. Like that's the thing that I love doing the most. Obviously I used to do all the, a lot of the emails, but now I have a team that does all the yeah. fulfillment for me. So I'd rather just stick to what I like doing instead of trying to chase down clients for their invoice. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah. anyway, we'll, we'll shift back to e-commerce brands. Uh, so what are some of the trends that you are seeing um, come about at the moment and maybe into the future as well with SMS? Yeah, so there's actually a few brands that I'm working with and consulting with that are, it's a very interesting play on SMS, and I've never seen anyone do this. They, they're they utilizing influencers and like really good public figures to send like messages like on their behalf. Be like, hey, it's Nikita, like, 
we're running a sale today or like, Hey, it's Nikita. Did you check out the new products that we just launched? You know, like they're talking from a first person view and they send like a selfie with every message. Like there's, it's just a plain UGC type or organic type selfie. There's no text or anything like that, but it's a very personal way. And all they have is just a very personal like message that they send with a simple call to action at the bottom. And it just absolutely crushes. It's like white label ads for you, I would imagine. Yeah. So is that coming from like the influencer's phone and their name, or is that coming from like under the brand name? And that's why they send the selfie along with it. Under the brand name. So it would yeah. be like, for example, like if Yeti was sponsored by like, I don't know, Sylvester Stallone, it would be like Sylvester yeah. sending like a message of like, yo, it's Sly. You know, we just launched a special collab with Yeti uh, and Rocky. I don't know. Something yeah, yeah. is like, as a, like a cameo style. Like are you able to send videos through SMS? No, not yet, but you can, okay. uh, you can send gifts, but yeah. even then that's not, that's not quite the same. I'd rather just send a photo. Um, yeah. but they're not doing it like cameo where it's just a one and done. They're partnering mm-hmm. up with the creator on a long-term basis to okay. send out, like to build up the audience with the creator, like leveraging the creator's audience and yeah. then working together with the brand to build up the brand and also, you know, uh, work with the creator to build up the brand that way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely haven't seen it come through my phone yet. So, yeah. And what about some other trends? Do you see anything emerging over the next couple of years in the SMS space? Or is it like just going to be just plain old boring text? Or... Hey, I would hope, like I remember there was a, I think Via was the, they were like a, they're a software company. They're another SMS um, platform that you can send yeah. messages on. They had voice messages at one point, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic idea. And I wish uh, they still had, but they don't have any more. So that would be really, really cool to see if that is still being developed. Um, another thing is, I think just later down the road, like Apple and Google uh, and Android are probably going to have a separate inbox on your messages. Uh, so that's one thing to look out for just on the horizon where like you might have like a requests inbox in, you know, mm-hmm. in your text messages. So that's just another, I guess, barrier to entry for agencies like us. Yeah, for sure. And like in my uh, text messages now, I don't know whether you have this over in the U S or not, but pretty much every message that comes through just has like a spam thing on there. It's like, this may be recognized as spam. That's cool. And it's like, yeah, whenever, like whenever I get calls from a random mobile, I just like my screen just goes red. It's like, this is known as spam. <laughs> I have like, scam likely. So I have that on the phone calls where it's like okay. scam likely or probably a scam. Uh, but I yeah. don't have that on my SMS or like my text messages that I get. Okay. Yeah, cool. Interesting. Um, should be no problem for your brands because they've opted in <laughs> anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, do you have any questions for me in regarding Facebook ads? Uh, how? Not really. No. <laughs> not, yeah. I don't want to say a question off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have any questions mainly because I used to run an ads agency. You know, Aspect yep. was a full was a full stack agency about two years ago, and we used to do everything like email and SMS. Obviously, we had CRO, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, TikTok Ads, you name it. After about five clients that were full service, we kind of got burnt out as an agency. So that was a very stressful time in my life where it was just a lot of work, a lot of fulfillment and a lot of not fulfillment as in it was fulfilling. It was just us doing 
the fulfillment for our clients. Yeah. So it was just nonstop work. And we had to put a, put a pause on that and we had to transition into, or at least do some sort of pivot. And uh, email and SMS was just a really good avenue for that because we were, we had a really good design team uh, yeah. in place and we're like, okay, cool. Like we're paying our media buyers this much, but we're paying our designers this much. So, you know, I'd rather just, you know, transition into the design side. And yeah. that's what we ended up doing. We transitioned into the email side and uh, have not looked back and have not looked at a business manager in a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, so what made you make that transition? Was it like the COVID rush and then everyone's like, oh, we need to move to retention marketing. People don't have money anymore. It's like, it's always easier to sell to an existing customer than a new customer. So what made us transition into a full stack agency or to just retention? Uh, uh, just to the retention marketing side of things. Yeah, so it was actually three things. So number one, client success rate. You know, our clients, while we had good success rates, it was like 60%, meaning six out of 10 brands are going to do good, four out of 10 brands are not going to do good. And I just yeah. don't feel right continuously selling Facebook ads, knowing that almost one out of every two might not be able to like I might not be able to fulfill on my promise to to help them scale or to help that brand grow. Um yeah. and obviously that could be a part on my end of like qualification and I'll take full blame for that. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. I learned my mistakes there and was it was churning clients. So we weren't able to generate the results like we were uh with email. Whereas with email it was we pretty much knocked it out a hundred percent of the time uh with all of our copy, creative, design ideas, etc. So we were we had a really good track record with email, but Facebook ads and Google ads it was just iffy. Yeah. Um, number two is fulfillment. You know, fulfillment. Uh, it was a lot easier to fulfill rather than trying to do five different services, honing in on yeah. one specific service. It was just so much easier. And obviously, you have SMS as a separate service, but it's again, it's under the same umbrella. It's exactly. like me when I'm doing Facebook ads. We also make Facebook ad creatives. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty much a it's it's all under the same roof for the most part so yeah. that was that and just stress it was less stressful to manage five services yeah. than uh, or it was less stress managing one service over five services yeah cool and how have you seen that shift post covid and now we're sort of entering a stage where it looks like we're going to be heading into recession and the world's going to end sort of thing like how have you seen sort of the market shift from all these brands scaling through that covid period like very aggressively to now i'm having e-commerce brands coming to me almost on a daily basis saying hey we're going backwards or we're stagnant like how do we get new customers at the moment like, how have you seen that shift from COVID to now sort of a more retention marketing focus? Yeah, 100%. We see a lot more brands signing on with email as just another service because before COVID, you never thought of an email agency separately. You know, it was just like, you got Facebook ads and Google ads and that's it. Or maybe SEO. Email yeah. is just that, you know, your Facebook ads guy just knows how to do email because he knows how to do Clavio, but he doesn't really yeah. know how to do it. Um, yeah. So now there's more, I definitely see a lot more competition on the agency side. There's way more email agencies mm -hmm. out there than there was like a year or two years ago. Um, and I am definitely part of that problem. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, a lot more brands are, are focusing on like, how can we utilize our current email list or how can we utilize all of our own data rather than going out and media and like spending money on ads and spending money on um creatives and, and all that. So we definitely see a shift more on the email and SMS side to just utilize 
what they already have built up rather yeah. than try and get new customers. Yeah. So we spoke a little bit about before about that 30% sort of th threshold that you aim for to generate through SMS and email marketing. Like what sort of revenue levels are people at when they should be aiming for that goal? Say like a brand maybe making like 5K a month, is that still the same? Like a percentage target is a brand going like 250K per month? I would say anytime you're above like, I'd say like 20 to 30 K once you start hitting five figures, uh, like the mid five figures, then you should be looking at that, like as a good baseline, like we yeah. audited an account a few days ago that was doing like 60 K a month and about 20 of that was coming through email and they were doing a really okay. bang up job with everything that they were doing. So we, we couldn't take them on, but, uh, on the other hand, there was some brands that were doing 20 K but the, about like four or five K of that was coming in from email. And that's like, Oh, we could see some improvement there, but same time they're not really qualified as a client to be brought on because mm -hmm. we ideally again like we look for brands that are doing at least like 80 to 100k um 60k is doable but still it's yeah. it's hard to justify our price with a brand that's doing 60k yeah yeah for sure um yeah i get a bit the same i'm like <laughs> just avoid new ad accounts at all cost that's like yeah. that is gonna be a headache it's very tough to get started and get off the ground. Uh, so I feel sorry for any of you trying to start a brand out there at the moment. It is quite tough to find new customers, but there, that shift to retention marketing, I think has been a good thing for the space. And like there definitely wasn't enough focus on it, say 12, 18, 24 months ago, uh, where everyone was trying to scale to the absolute moon. Yeah, people were just trying to acquire customers at any given loss. Basically, they're like, yeah. we got to scale, 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 even though it's like, you know, we, we're trying to scale to a million dollars, but you're also spending a million dollars to get there. So you're not yeah. really, not really keeping any of it. Yeah, for sure. And what about the horizon for you? What's coming up in your agency, maybe for your clients, any big, exciting uh, campaign launches, maybe 4th of July? Uh, not at this point, everything is pretty much standardized. Like we have, like, there's nothing exciting. The only thing that's exciting <laughs> currently going on is like, I'm speaking at affiliate world in about three or four weeks. So okay. um, my main focus right now is just getting that deck dialed in and making sure that the presentation is good and that people actually get value from it. Yeah, cool. What are you using to create that slide deck? Are you uh, using like Google slides? Or are you using just some Google sort of slides, man? Keeping it simple. <laughs> Boring. Sorry, man. I don't use Keynote. I don't use PowerPoint. Google Slides has my heart at all times. Yeah, cool. I was uh, creating a new pitch deck the other day and the AI I found was Tome. Have you heard of them? No. Uh, they did a pretty good job just like taking all my information that I have in a Word doc. I was like, just copy paste that into Tome and then it turned it into a beautiful presentation for me. So I'm not the most um, skillful graphic designer going around. But then yeah. it just separated into like 13 different slides designed, Ooh. all looked perfect. And I was like, what the hell? This is sick. <laughs> so, so when it comes to that, like, yeah, I get using something else but than Google Slide. But for the yeah. most part, all my decks are just like, like I like doing the creative, creative like um, creations on the actual like PowerPoint or the, the yeah. Google Slide software because that's where like I can visually see like myself, like, okay, I'll click to this thing or... I'll jump to this image or I'll jump to this example. It's a lot easier for me to do it that way than like typing out a doc and then pasting it yeah. into um, 
that software. Yeah, fair enough. So what are you speaking about at Affiliate World? Is it just the SMS email marketing or are you branching out to something else as well there? Or So it's actually covering the three main things that you kind of need to have successful retention. We're going to be covering um, lead generation slash like increasing your opt-ins. Uh, we're going to be talking about the three core automations uh, for email that you need to generate revenue on autopilot. And we're also going to be talking about SMS tactics and best practices. Yeah, cool. Did you want to drop any goss from that speech today? You're keeping it all a secret. Well, I mean, there's been a few things that I've sprinkled in here uh, about yeah. SMS that I've, because I'm working on it daily, like just trying to practice it and all that. So like all that stuff is top of mind. So some of the stuff that we talked about on the SMS side was just some some stuff that's in the yeah. presentation. Yeah, cool. And did you have any hot tips before we end this call today? I'd say just keep things personal. Like a lot of brands talk like they're corporate. They talk like they're above the customer, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. talk to the customer, not at the customer. That is where we see a lot of the shifts and like positive shifts happen in the retention channels is when brands talk to customers like like their actual customers and like their actual people rather than you know coming at it from like a corporate you know whatever lingo yeah it's pretty boring when you see just some like big copy paste text oh yep. this sounds good from the corporate yep. uh, i've even had that with in-house teams it's like they send me some facebook ad copy hey can we run this and i'm like who wrote this yes Fire them. Like, yes we can <laughs> but do you really want to it's do like you want to spend no emojis or uh it's just like a slap of text it's not spread out it's not easily read i'm like i don't even want to read that like i didn't even read that information so yeah <laughs> make you think like a potential customer's gonna read that exactly yeah and that's that's the only thing that i can say just right off the rip is like try to make things as personal as possible yeah for sure well, uh, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciated the call. Drop some absolute bombs with SMS. And yeah, did you have any finishing words that you'd like to leave everyone? Maybe drop a plug as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you if you want to learn more about email and SMS, I do. I'm on Twitter. I post a lot of like threads and and resources there. Um, I do have a weekly newsletter as well. So that's just on my website, aspectagency.com, A-S-P-E-K-T, agency.com. And uh, if you want to get an audit, you know, we do also free audits uh, for email and SMS. So if you want to see if you're doing a good job or if you're not doing a good job and see what needs improving, just let us know and uh, we can help you out there. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, again, thanks for coming on. Hope everyone enjoyed this chat. I certainly did. And yeah, we'll see you all in the next episode. Yes, sir. Well, there you have it. Unfortunately, this is the end of the episode, but if you're looking for more, be sure to find more episodes on the platform you're viewing on or head over to Instagram to find tons of valuable clips.